step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome. Three hours of great sports talk. To the Petros and Money Show. On air at AM570 LA Sports. With the ability to really go anywhere and do anything. Streaming everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Hosted by Mad Money Smith. Check out the fit. And Petros Papadakis. That's what we like to hear. Here they are on your home of the LA Dodgers. In sync and down the drain. Petros and Money. Petros and Money. Petros and Money. That was the only decision there was once upon a time. What to do on the- with the night. Throwing it out there. Petros. AM570 LA Sports Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. A super flex today. We are off at 3 o'clock, so about 50 minutes from now. Tim Cates will take over for Dodgers on deck. First pitch at 410 from the Galpin Motors broadcast booth. Dodgers trying to recover from letting an 8-3 lead slip away in Cincinnati last night. Up 8-6 oh. in the ninth, and they lost 9 Nine to eight, and they're going to do it. We've never been so bitter about a June Dodger loss as we were with this one. Not even yesterday when we talked about, or Monday when we talked about the series in New uh, to New York City Yankees losing two or three. We were not as bitter. Miller down. No, you're right. Now, now, much like they say at the end of a movie, you know, some of the scenarios painted on the Petros and Money Show are fictitious scenarios. Now. They could be true, but if they were true, it would be purely coincidental. That's true. And most of you should know that because the lovely couple Caleb Ferguson and wife Carissa were part of the Raw Dog Olympics with the Dodgers (laughs) with the the, uh, paternity (laughs) leave, and uh, they had a baby on May 9th, Uh, Brooks, a a little boy who was not a beautiful couple. And I don't know why the dogs are barking. But we are all very proud. Brooks was here. Perhaps the wound is still fresh with the girl that 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 may or may not exist. That could or could not have been. It's rampant. Spe- it is, it's irresponsible speculation, but speculation nonetheless. Speculation nonetheless. Something Take happened to him, Matt. You know, something. Something. Something spooked him, like a horse. <laughs> right. Guy had a 1.08 ERA now, going into the month of June, and now in this month it's 33.75. You make sense of it. Let's say he is sweating but struck everybody out. You would not have a problem, right? You'd be okay with that. I would be okay. I'd All still right. point out, like, man, can that guy sweat? <laughs> well, Look, high-definition TV has done some folks favors, others not so much. Just ask Sean Miller. Uh, but yeah, uh, good, good luck. To the lovely couple. All right, Matt, uh, to more rumors. The word of the day. He heard me with his words. The word of the day. Uh, Matt, the word of the day is hillbilly. Because everybody knows the number one hillbilly in the city of Los Angeles right now is Austin Reeves. Oh, yeah. 
And there are rumors swirling that Lakers star Austin Reeves, who is looking at a substantial payday, and now a single uber stork of relevance, who's recently broken up with the 1975's Matt Healy. Austin Reeves and Taylor Swift were rumored to be out on a date earlier this week, if you can believe that. It is hard to believe. Even more difficult to believe, an Arkansas bar is where they were spotted, believe it or not. Now, Taylor Swift uses a lot of strategery, Matt, when it comes to who she's dating, who she's rumored to be dating, and those aren't the same thing. And when those things drop, and how they drop to perk up public opinion about her stork-like abilities. You remember Fernandito Alonso earlier in the F1 season? Was that ever confirmed? Like, were they ever they, seen they, No, it was all BS. She was yeah, with the guy from BS. the 1975. So now they're trying to drop another Atletico, although not in season, Austin Reeves. Now, if Taylor Swift was at a bar in Arkansas, she would have had to make it there in a private jet from uh, Soldier Field in Chicago where she was on her uh, tour that everybody's trying to get tickets for. And then Austin Reeves' uh, brother, Spencer Reeves, holy roller, came with the -the over-the-top Bible Belt tweet, Austin going to a bar. That's the most unrealistic part of the whole thing. (laughs) Good stuff, Spence. I bet if Taylor Swift told you to go to a bar, you'd be there, Spence, doing sake bombs. Hey, yeah, come on, Taylor. Which one do you want to go to? What is this Japanese rice wine sake all about? So I guess uh, if the rumors uh, are true, way to go. If they aren't true, uh, way to go. But Austin Reeves, Hillbilly Kobe, Making some waves in the pop culture world. That would be something. Guy that goes from undrafted, afterthought, Lakers star, $100 million contract, and now he's dating one of the richest women in the world. Right. You know, he could could fall like a guy idiot like Tyler Hero or something. Just fall between the boobs of some Silicon Instagram model. Right. And he's not. Yeah. No, he's taking the uh, Chris Humphreys route. Allegedly. Alleged, you know, I'm going to get with this Kim Kardashian. You watch this. My man, you guys were on for 90 minutes and gave nothing but misinformation. <laughs> it's time for the number of the day. Here's my number. Uh, 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 uh. Number of the day. Well, this is not misinformation. This is straight from the pages of Food and Wine. Oh, they never, they never, never lie. Number of the day is four. This is not food, and yet it's in your magazine. It's funny you say that, because some would argue that this is misrepresented as the type of food it claims to be. It is important, perhaps in 2023 more than ever, for brands to recognize what they are and who they service. I remember... Oh, I, 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 I pick it up what you're, you're putting down, Matt. It is not limited to 2023. We remember some 20 years ago when the McDonald's McSalads came out <laughs> and they were trying to sell the idea of, oh, we're healthy. You know, we uh, we got this here uh, Cobb salad, uh, chef salad over here. 
And now you go to their menu and yeah, it's spicy McCrispy and quarter pounder and Big Mac. And there's not a salad to be found anywhere because they're McDonald's. People want delicious, greasy burgers and McNuggets and fries and sodas and stuff like that. Pringles, which are not chips, by the way. No, they're not allowed. That's why they're called Pringles. Exactly right. Because they are not thinly sliced, deep fried potatoes. No. They are uh, some other whatever, like dried potato with corn and rice a, and pressed like into a, that weird shit. They're made of the same stuff they make the baseball bats in college baseball out of. They're composite. That may or may not be true. They, have, deci- they have decided to launch something. Today, this was posted. Four new flavors that they call harvest blends. Like a healthy, all-natural Pringle. It says harvest blends. Blended with multi-grains. It's got like the all-natural ingredients. Oh, like, the, like the healthy Pringles. Exactly right. S- like the Diet with, Coke. <laughs> they have harvest blends blended with sweet potato sea salt. Blended with sweet potato barbecue. And then the two that have absolutely 0.00% chance of being successful. Pringles multi-grain. Homestyle ranch and farmhouse cheddar. Now, whomever was in these meetings and this was run by, what do you think? You know, some people maybe not eating Pringles because they're getting into these air fried chips or the blue corn tortillas. Yeah, they're not going to buy. They're not going to (laughs) buy Pringles. They're they're not buying multi-grain Pringles. They're just quick news flash. Not not going to go down the healthy route for the people that want to buy the blue corn tortillas or the Stacy's naked pita chips. Probably not in the Pringles market, no matter what you call it or what you make the can look like with a, a nice block of cheddar and a bunch of multi-grains popping up in the air. You are Pringles. You can't call yourselves potato chips. You are crisps. And in the UK, they tried to get you to not be able to call it crisps. They call, yeah, <laughs> crisps. They were like, Ch- oh, chips in the UK are uh, French fries. You can't call it that. Yeah, So uh, so there's that. Well, uh, I, I think you're right, Matt. It sounds like a lie. Well, it just sounds like it would not just... It's just a bad idea. No one be into it. No, be Pringles in the red can, be the sour cream and onion in the green can, and just make your money. Make a ton of money from people who really don't give a damn about the health. They just like the way you taste. Remember when we fought the Pringles guy at the Third Street Promenade? Oh, yeah, that's right. He came by our broadcast. Now he's going to be like a hippie in like a Hawaiian shirt looking like a, a parrot head. Oh, I've already seen him. You should, it's incredible how now it looks like he was just birthed from the ground. He looks like Groot now. He's wearing a kufi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with David Vassay live from beautiful Cincinnati. That's your money. Hey, I'm five seventy LA sports live everywhere on the iHeart radio app. Dodgers reds coming up first pitch for 10 from the Galpin motors broadcast booth. Dodgers on deck. will start at the top of the hour. They will play twice before the Petros and money show returns as it is an early one tomorrow before the Dodgers make their way to Philadelphia and get all that Canadian wildfire, nasty, smoky air to contend with. We are live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hit that follow button. Make sure you get the latest notifications like when the Dodger game is starting because you don't have to be near the AM band. You can listen to it right there on your smart device with the iHeartRadio app as long as you are inside of our boss, Don Martin's GeoFence.
Okay, which does not include the smoky air of the East. David Vasse is in Ohio. The home of the Dodgers. With an inside look at the Dodgers, this is the Vasse Report with David Vasse. He's in Ohio, but his colo is scraping Kentucky. It is the one and only David Vasse on the Petrus and Money Show. He'll be doing it tonight from Cincinnati. He sat there and watched the Dodger bullpen blow it. Last night, you see him on Spectrum Sportsnet. You hear him right here. And, of course, MLB Network as well. You see him appear at the real underscore DV. He is a hero of reporting on the Mountain View Chevrolet Celebrity Hotline. How's it going, Dave? What's popping out there? Oh, yeah, it was a big day here at Great American Ballpark, guys. Before the Dodgers and Reds took batting practice, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals were out here doing baseball things. I watched Burrow and his offensive line take batting practice. I saw them try to field ground balls. So football guys trying to do baseball things earlier today. That's very exciting, Dave. Very exciting. Everybody loves Joe Burrow out there a hell of a lot more than they love the Reds. But they loved the Reds last night because they had a sweet, dramatic comeback for the fans that were still sticking around. How big of an issue, Dave? We talked about the bullpen with you yesterday is not having a designated closer. I feel that's part of it. And coming into the season, the Dodgers were looking at Daniel Hudson and Evan Phillips switching off from high leverage situations earlier in the game to getting the final three outs in the ninth inning. And not having Hudson has been very problematic for the Dodgers because Phillips can only do so much. And the Dodgers did not envision guys like Gradrall, Almonte, and Vesia taking steps backwards so that's been the biggest issue and Hudson pitched in a minor league game yesterday so that's good news that he may be closer to returning by the end of the month David Vasse is our guest two days I mean I know Cincinnati's a small town but two days in a row Joe Burrow how small of a town is it for God's sakes uh Dave uh overall you got Noah Syndergaard going tonight And the bullpen issues are one thing, but if there's a starter issue, this is it. What is next for Thor after tonight? Will his hammer be hung up forever? Yeah, that's a great question, Petros. I think a lot's going to be determined on how he performs today and whether or not he can come out of this start healthy with the blister issue not resurfacing again. So uh, Michael Grove is here as well, and the Dodgers said yesterday that They are not planning on going with a six-man rotation the rest of the month. Julio Urias is coming back on Sunday, so you would have to imagine they have to make a decision between Michael Grove and Noah Syndergaard. And uh, Grove is here, obviously, just in case another injury pops up or anything goes sideways tonight with Syndergaard, they can make a roster move after tonight. So I feel like uh, we'll have more answers about the direction of Syndergaard and the rotation after he pitches tonight. Dave, just kind of going back to what you said about Phillips and, and look, not having Hudson's been a, a big issue, but it just your opinion. You've been around this team a long time. You've been around baseball a long time. Would it serve the Dodgers better to just have him be the closer? I get the whole leverage thing and how analytics has taken that over and you want to get the, the best hitters, but it just seems like it would settle things. I, I don't know. It just seems like that's a better idea to have a guy that owns the ninth inning. Yeah, there's an argument to be made, Money, that last year the Dodgers did not have that guy, even though Craig Kimbrell had the title of closer. 
Uh, they navigated through a very wild season of Craig Kimbrell being that ninth inning guy. Um, so there's an argument to be made that winning 111 games last year, they never really had that ninth inning guy. Um, but there is the argument that you're making. And in the postseason, it's always good to know uh, who is going to get the final three outs because the ninth inning isn't made for everybody. And especially in a postseason game, it's certainly not made for everybody. And we have seen the Dodgers use starters in that ninth inning. And Kenley Jansen, I know uh, you and others took him for granted. Uh, that was a luxury <laughs> that the Dodgers took for granted. So why, why doesn't just Ellen, Evan Phillips just claim the ninth and they go from there? Is it, is it like Matt said, an analytical reason? It's not just about analytics, but all right, let's say you have Evan Phillips be your closer. There's a very good chance last night in the eighth inning uh, that it could have gone sideways as well. And then Evan Phillips is never used, and he's sitting in the bullpen as things implode in the eighth inning. But I understand what you guys are saying. I'm in favor of a dedicated closer because for so many years when Kenley was the Dodger closer, Dave Roberts uh, talked about how easy it made his job to work from backwards as far as managing the bullpen. So you can't have it both ways. When you don't have a closer, say how good it is not to have one. And then when you do have that type of guy, tell us how great it is to have that guy. So I'm, I'm in favor of a dedicated closer and work backwards from there. And I'm waiting to see how this looks when Daniel Hudson comes back. Johnny DeLuca starts for the first time. He's from Agora. Hey, Johnny. And uh, you know a lot about Agora, Dave. You live there now. And uh, this young guy's on the road with you guys. What's, what's he like? What can you tell us about him that you know? He, he's somebody that you would love, Petros, a or, proud Oregon duck. And uh -huh. when he went to Oregon, he was a switch hitter. And once he was drafted by the Dodgers, they told him, forget the left-handed side. You're a right-handed hitter now. So he used to be a switch hitter, and the Dodgers got him to reconstruct his swing and become just a right-handed hitter. And Charlie Steiner will love this. Johnny DeLuca's favorite player growing up was Manny Ramirez in 2009 when there was Manny Wood in left field. So that's who his favorite Dodger was. He grew up going to Dodger games. He's so young that he remembers when Kershaw made his major league debut in 2008 and was going to games when he was only 10 years old and Kershaw was only in his second year with the Dodgers. Jeez. So that's how far he's come. Last thing uh, for me, Dave. How good, and I know we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, you saw him at the start of the season, but the Dodgers are no longer in first place. Uh, forget the National League. No. I'm talking about the NL West. The Diamondbacks are now a game up on them. How, how good are they? Uh, are you breaking news to Dave there, Matt? Wow. I had no idea. It's for all the people listening, Dave. You know, it's what you call you set it up, and then that way you take the baton and you go from there. I know, I know. I'm just giving you – a hard time. Can't we some have some, a guys, back, some guys have to sprint backwards to uh, to halfway through your hundred meters and take the baton right there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, are we all of a sudden a serious show? I can't have some fun with you. Of course, Dave. Think of, you can think never of, have fun with me. How dare you challenge my baseball intellect? You know how superior it is. <laughs> think of us as Rick Monday and Tim Neverett, Dave. Don't you <laughs> exactly. mess around. All right. I'll show you the reverence that those two guys get from me. Uh, look. <laughs> The Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks are really good. I know some people are waiting for them to just fall apart, and a lot of people don't believe their pitching can last all season. But, hey, they're still in it, and who's to say 
that they won't try to upgrade their pitching staff when the trade deadline comes around. They have a very dynamic team that's taken advantage of no longer teams being able to shift on them. They're using their speed. They're the prototypical 2023 type of team that wins games. And they're giving the Dodgers everything that they can handle. They beat them, what, uh, five out of the eight times that they faced each other in the beginning of the season. So I believe they're here to stay. David Vassay is here to stay, and he really thrives on these road trips, giving you all the information for what's going on with the boys in blue from far, far away from beautiful Agora, California. Dave, have a great night. And, you know, that is how it is, you know, in the jungle. You look down, and a snake's wrapped around your ankle, and you didn't even see it coming. Next thing you know, you're not in first place. Yeah, I I could totally identify with that. But, hey, Joe Burrow was out there, so that's cool. Twice. Twice in two days, Dave, seen Joe Burrow. (laughs) I'm hoping to get him on the pregame show. All right, well, good luck with that. And enjoy Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. We'll be right back with your dead and alive guy birthday of the day. That was news to me, Matt. I forgot when you said it earlier. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will have a full four-hour show Tomorrow, Matt will be out, and George Reitster will be in, and I might just go by the commissary and get some special coffee for George. It's a good call. And you can drink the rat-infested coffee, Matt. It is rat-infested. If you're a good partner, you'll go ahead and get him that delicious French roast from the KFI side of the building, or what used to be the KFI side of the building, and now it's just vacant. Take a <laughs> long walk. Look. No desks are occupied. Yeah, it's a lot like uh, the end of, uh, you know, whatever Charlton Heston movie that was where he goes, you blew it up. (laughs) The first stop of the 10th annual Petros and Money Summer Tour is Friday, June 16th. Don't miss it. Three to six, Hangar 24 in Irvine. A great place. We don't want to miss you. It's in the business park. You can roll right in there. Right off the 405 MacArthur Boulevard of Jamboree. Parking is free. And it's brought to you by Sweet James. My boy Barry from Barry's Tickets. Our friends at Lone Mart. Chef Merito. And by MGM Resorts. Because we're giving away a trip to Vegas. Each tour stop is unique. And has especial prizes and giveaways. Those are the same thing, by the way. Prizes and giveaways. Yeah, I guess so. You would think. I guess giveaways maybe suggest that there's going to be like uh, Sweet James chapstick and I guess, yeah. bottle openers and prizes would be something that maybe you have to have a raffle. Or you might for, have to pay taxes on. There's that. This afternoon, it's Dodgers Reds. Man, did the Dodgers really blow it last night. Dodgers on deck at three, first pitch at 410, and they're still smarting from the terrible beating their bullpen took last night at the hands of the hapless red machine. That's the truth. K-la-sti-ma. Well, where are you going to go? Stick around. Maybe they'll win. It's a great point. I guess you get the one inning from Evan Phillips, and then where are you going to go? Who knows? (laughs) Don't leave. Let's see. Well, where are you going to go? I don't know. How about Tulsa? Maybe Oklahoma City? Expansion. Cook. All right, Matt, uh, you got the dead guy birthday of the day before, uh, right now, right? 
Yeah, yesterday, anniversary of D-Day, greatest generation. Today, we celebrate a man who helped conquer the Nazis in WW2, his book, Victory Through Air Power. That's what it was. He wrote it right after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Victory Through Air Power was number one on the New York Times bestseller list for five straight weeks. Oh, now, I bet this is a song about that book, I believe. Well, I think Ronnie just likes to play this whenever we talk about planes. I forgot to send a song in, so Ronnie, thank you. Man, right on cue, though. Appreciate it. Uh, there was some financial motivation. He was a pilot, an aeronautical engineer, and his Seversky Aircraft Corporation made the P-35A fighter series. So uh, happy would have been 129th to Alexander Seversky, or Seversky, born in the Russian Empire, modern-day Georgia, at tennis parents, nobles, put him in military school, pops an aviator, owned his own plane by 14. He was in the Imperial Russian Naval Academy, a pilot at 20, Graduated with an engineering degree, served on a destroyer at the start of WW1. He had completed his aeronautics degree, a pilot stationed in the Baltic fleet, Gulf of Riga, where he was flying when he was shot down by a German destroyer before he could release his bombs. So when he crashed, the bombs went off. His observer was killed, and he lost his leg. Oh, spiked with pain, spiked with pain. Unfit to return to combat, he insisted he could still fly, showed up at an air show, hopped in a plane, and put on an exhibition. He was not welcome back. He was arrested. Hopped in a plane. Literally. <laughs> Tsar Nicholas intervened, though. July 1916, back in action. Three days later, downed his first German plane, 57 combat missions, shot down six German aircraft, the leading Russian naval ace. 1917, though, revolution. He's in St. Pete and gets the hell out of there through Serbia. Came to the States, opened a restaurant in the big town, offered his services to the War Department as a pilot, and they said, we accept. We'll take your one-legged ass. Get over here. General Billy Mitchell, in his quest to push for air power as the way to sink battleships and win wars, found an ally in Seversky. And Seversky founded the Seversky Aircraft Corporation with money he made from a bombsite patent he sold to the U.S. government for 50 grand. Set up in Long Island, first plane, a big hit, the Sev 3. Groundbreaking design. He would pilot it from 33 to 39. It pretty much set every world speed record. Transcontinental speed record in 38. That led to the successful P-35A fighter series. But he was a bad businessman. He could not turn a profit, not a great leader for the company. So when he kind of looked at the board and said, all right, I'm taking off for Europe, sales tour. They were like, you got it. When he came back, they were Republic Aviation Corporation. Oh, no. Yeah. He was voted out. Blindsided like Rory McIlroy. Oh, it's a lamb to the slaughter. That's what it was. Turned into an industrial behemoth during WW2. They designed and produced the P-47 Thunderbolt, building on his P-35A. A Patriot, though, to the the nth degree uh, because of that victory through air power published in April 1942, even though he was pushed out advocated the strategic, the strategic use of bombardment. We mentioned the New York Times bestseller, 5 million copies, and that is what stimulated popular awareness and drove the national debate on strategic air power. All that money he founded the New York Institute of Technology, still open. Uh, married, naturalized U.S. citizen in 27, died in 74. It's my aeroplane. Thank you, Ronnie. Appreciate it. Wow, what a funky tune that is. Man. Fascio favorites.
cool stuff, right? To be able to play the Chili Peppers, man. There's like a dad in my neighborhood that does like a lot of baseball stuff. And he always brings like a speaker out, you know, which is great and plays music. But he just bangs like Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. He just loves it, dude. So great. Sold out so far, two nights, you know. A lot yeah. of chili peppers playing out there on them baseball fields. Baga boom, baga beedy boodoo blau bow. Matt, uh, 58 years old today, beating out Liam Neeson, who is a man of some skills, is another British type. Damien Hurst, one of the YBAs, Matt, the young British artists that dominated the 90s. But he's not young anymore. He's 58. He was a wild kid from a broken family, became a builder, but went to art school. And this guy, Damien Hurst, is the richest living artist in the UK, worth $384 million last checked. Oh, he's an, okay, I was thinking he was an actor. He's an artist. He's an artist. Oh, wow. The YBA, Matt. Gotcha. The young British artist, although... He does. This is a song from a band that he has. It's the only song that the band has, and it's a band called Fat Less, with one of the guys from Blur and Lily Allen's dad, okay, and Damien Hurst. And this was the number two song in the UK uh, for the World Cup. You know, it's a soccer chant, and it's called Vindaloo. So there you go. Not bad. This was a, a big song. For a World Cup, maybe, I don't know, 12, 8 years ago. Uh, Hurst has only been accused of plagiarism 16 times. That's not bad. Not bad for avant-garde art, to be honest. Uh, He was good friends with Joe Strummer before Joe Strummer died. How about a connection, Matt? He designed a Red Hot Chili Peppers album cover. But why is he so rich? Uh, a guy from Qatar bought his Lullaby Spring, which is a three-meter steel cabinet filled with like 6,000 pills for $19.2 million. The hell? Right? Uh, in 2008, in an auction, he sold 218 items for $198 million. So this is, again, cabinet with pills. This is a dude that's doing wacky stuff. Well, he has a work called The Physical Impossibility of Death in the Mind of Someone Living, which is a giant tiger shark suspended in formaldehyde. In fact, he's done a lot of dead animals just hanging in formaldehyde that you can buy if you have a spare $10, $15 million. A sheep, a cow... A zebra, or a zebra, as they would say out there. Uh, His work, Golden Calf, uh, which is a calf with uh, 18-carat gold hooves. Ah, clever. In formaldehyde, sold for $15 million. $15 million. Come on. $15 million. $15 million. We got to get the uh, TJ Maxx version of that going. Sell it for $1.5 million. Here you go. Here's your calf. We spray painted it gold and uh, sell it to you for a tenth of the price. He did a platinum human skull that was covered in diamonds that no one could end up buying. So he ended up like 
having it uh, bought by a group and put into a museum, and he was part of the group mm. for 200 million pounds. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess you can't really traffic human remains. Well, people wanted it. They just, it just was too expensive. Oh, I got you. But yeah, sure you can. <laughs> Here. In the, that dude's the, skull I just dug up. In the name of high art, Matt? Come on. So there you go, Damien Hurst, and he's got a soccer chant, just so you know he loves England. Batter up! City of Hope pregame. City of Hope is a top-ranked cancer hospital combining leading-edge clinical research with precision cancer treatment. Learn more at cityofhope.org. Dodgers, Reds, man, they blew it! They blew, blew it. it. They were up 8-3, to three, and the bullpen gave up five runs. Caleb Ferguson... Tagged for three in the ninth, could not find the strike zone, but well, for some reason, go? well, that's what everybody was asking to Dave. Hey, Dave, um, you gonna go out there? Nope. He just walked another guy. What do you think? Nope. Well, where are you gonna go? Not out to the pitcher's mound to yank turd. You know, after that, uh, after that foul ball that Freddie Freeman caught, everybody thought, you know, hey, double play, something like that. Where are you going to go? We're going to go home with a victory. Well, where are you going to go? But that's not, that's not how it played out. It, the Dodgers were unable to walk it off on the road. And then finally, it was just like, yeah, you know, I just get Shelby in here. Let's end this quick. They've lost three in a row, four or five. They're a game back of the D-backs in the West. And guess who's on the mound? Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, Thor. One we and four to- with a... 654 ERA. Talked to Vassay about it in the last segment. We're going to talk more about it with Tim Cates. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Brandon Williamson is the opponent. He has no record, but a 4.29 ERA. Enjoy the game, everybody. We'll be back on tomorrow. There'll be two Dodger games. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck starts at 8.30 a.m. Breakfast with Cates, bro. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.